welcome to the next episode of Naria Lemur Nutrition, and I'm your host, Naria. Today, we're going to talk about the dangers of the internet. Yes, this is the one of the biggest things I hear my clients and during my discovery calls mention, the dangers of the rabbit hole. So today, we're going to talk about what can be dangerous and why we should be careful. So let's get to it. The internet is a vast and ever-expanding place of information. It's kind of like the universe. It just, who knows how big it is. And because of that, it has a lot of information. Good and true information and false and not so true information. The problem is what's true, but also what's true to you. Some of the information may be true to Bob, but it won't be true to Kent. Right? So a lot of it is not just is it correct, but does it pertain to you? So although, yes, it has a lot of information and there's so much good that you can find, there's also a lot of misinformation and false information you can find that can make your healthcare journey a lot harder and a lot longer. Talk about wasting years and years and years searching for this information and searching for the information when, hey, you can just reach out to a dietitian like me. First one, misleading and false information. Just like the basics, the true. I mean, it's going to be out there. And the thing with about this is that many times it could seem really correct. It could seem like, hey, I've been through this and I feel it works. Um, or maybe if they start to name celebrities or someone that you can connect to, you start to feel like, hey, this is something that could maybe work for me. If, if it worked for this person, it could work for me. And because of that, it could just really lead to some vast confusion. And remember, everyone has an opinion. We talked about this on the last episode, and I'm sure I mentioned it before. Everyone has an opinion, and they're able to put things online. You should really go with the .orgs and the .edus to make sure it's credible sources, dietitians, nurses, doctors, real practitioners, not people who just want to be healthy. And of course, nothing wrong with wanting to be healthy. I mean, hello, you're talking to a dietitian. This is literally what I do. I want everyone to be healthy. But we have to stay within our scope of practice. As a dietitian, I stay within my scope. When I'm in a clinic and someone asks me about medications, that is not my scope. I'm a dietitian. I can do supplements and so forth, but not medications. And just like everyone, we should all stick with the scope of practice. It is great if you want to be healthy and you've been doing it for years. But because there's so much little things that can go into health, you should really leave or we should all leave this to the professionals. And like any practitioner, there's specialties. So my specialty is weight management and gut health. I don't specialize in other areas of nutrition. If that was the case, or if I get a client, or if I do a discovery call and they're focused on maybe eating disorders, I'll refer to an eating disorder dietitian. Always go with someone who is credible and someone who specializes in this. Next, many of these sites set unrealistic expectations. I mean, oh my gosh. They can really, and these websites encourage sometimes vast amounts of weight loss. I see posts all day on TikTok, on Instagram, and Facebook, and it's pretty scary. I see this all the time, and I know that people really do believe this, and I know the harm it can cause because I've seen it, and I continue to see it, not only in my practice, but in the clinics. I've even seen enough individuals see nutritionists that have developed eating disorders, now we, the dietitians, the doctors, the nurses, have to reverse all of that. That takes 
a long time. It takes a long time. So because of that, you have to be aware of these things. And with these expectations, we feel like, hey, if if Susie was able to get these results in six months, I should be able to. So I'm going to give it my all for six months. And when those six months pass and we get different results, we start to give up and kind of stop the journey. And then it starts all over again, all over again. We have to remember that we're all very unique. Even though Susie may have seen those results in six months, I may see it in a year. I may see it in four months. I may see it in a year and a half, in two years. We're all very different. We have very much different circumstances, different lives, different struggles, different barriers, different everything to where you have to compare your journey to you. If someone says, Nari, if I sign up with you for a year, am I going to be good? Everyone has different time frames. But from what I've seen with my program, a year has been about the time that everyone's been ready to graduate. That doesn't mean I haven't had people stay longer or stay a little bit less. No, because again, everyone's different. I've had people who have been doing weight training or weightlifting for years and just need a dietitian for a few months. That's going to be different from an individual who doesn't or who is unable to tell me the difference between refined and unrefined carbs. Very different scenarios. So again, focus on yourself. Compare yourself to only you. Are you doing 1% better than last week, than last year, than yesterday? Are you doing better? Period. If you are, then keep it going. That's really what matters. You against you. Next, dangerous practices. Um, again, something may work with Susie, but it may not work for you. One example, fasting. I know it's a big one. There, I think I feel like there needs to be more research, but again, every practitioner their own and so forth. But let's say I'm working with an individual who wants to work, lose weight, but has symptoms of gastritis and they've been and they've been fasting. For that situation, it's very important that they have set meal times. Otherwise, the symptoms can get worse. So fasting wouldn't be the ideal way for them to lose weight and for it to be sustainable. Other individuals who fast tend to make up their calories in the evening. Because you're hungry, your body is hungry. And because of this, it's important to, again, going back to, hey, maybe having the set meals is the answer. It's usually the answer, but everyone is so unique that I wouldn't say it's the answer for everyone. When you are working on reducing your calories, even though, yes, we need to be in a calorie deficit, deficit to lose weight, it's important that we still have adequate calories to nourish our bodies. Your body still is going to need carbs. It's still going to need fat. It's still going to need protein. It's still going to need, need all of those. So you have to be in charge of knowing, hey, if I'm in calorie deficit, how much of this percentage, how much is going to be fat? How much is going to be protein? How much is going to be carbs? Because again, you still, your body still needs that energy, still does need it. There's a lot of online resources, which is, again, it can be great, but it can also be harmful. Many times you just have to do your research. You have to reach out to a dietitian and say, like, hey, what do you recommend? If your insurance covers it, great. If not, seek one on your own. You have to take initiative for your own health because trust me, no one else is going to do it. And this is coming from someone who works in the clinics, works with a lot of providers. I can tell you no one's going to do it for you. You're going to have to do it period. There's no sugar coating this. There's no sugar coating this. In the clinics, we're very busy and a lot of the terms or a lot of the rules are made up by insurance companies. So you have to be in charge of you. Now with these resources, there's a lack of guidance. So it says, hey, for example, um, protein requirements, 0.8 to 1 grams per kilogram, go. 
And then it doesn't take anything else into account. It's just like, go. And you're thinking, okay, how do I do this? Where do I find protein? How can I meet this for breakfast if I don't have time? If I have to take my kids to school, I'm too busy. I just worked 16 hours yesterday. How do I do this in the morning? I'm too tired to make breakfast. A lot of these online resources don't take into account that you're a busy individual. You're a busy individual. You're tired. You're stressed. You're angry. You go through all these human emotions. And sometimes you just don't feel like counting or weighing and you think okay i know i have to do the 0.8 to 1 but how can i make this easy for myself when i know in the morning i have to get my kids ready for school i have to get ready maybe i'm working out in the morning how can i make it easy for myself and i can tell you one of the biggest things my clients love is the guidance we go through these problems together and we create solutions that's a big part of having me as a dietitian coach Bring me any problem you have in regards to your nutrition goals, your health goals, and we are going to make a solution. It hasn't happened yet that I haven't been able to create some type of solution with my client because there's always a way to make it better. But sometimes we're so focused on the problem that that's where all of our energy is going to. But if you have someone else that's kind of like a third party and it's like, hey, I'm not quite in that situation, but tell me about it. I can think in a different way and we're going to come up with that solution together. Working with a dietitian, nutrition coach gives you that accountability, that guidance that the Internet just won't. It'll just randomly give you, send you to a different website. <laughs> and these websites aren't going to really necessarily take into consideration your goals your food preferences, your lifestyle. It's not going to take any of that. It's just going to say, hey, this is what you should do. Bye. I don't care about anything else. Figure it out. Figure it out. Go to a different website. Go to a different YouTube video. Go, go somewhere else. That's a big limitation of the internet. It spits out information, but sometimes it's just not printed to you or you don't know how to utilize it. Or maybe it's something that doesn't even matter to you but you feel like hey this worked for that person maybe i should try it when it's something that you know you will not be able to stick to for a year five years six years if you're not willing to to say hey i can do this for the rest for the rest of my life don't even start it <laughs> don't start it remember when you're working on goals start small if you know you're busy do something that you're able to do when you're even when you're tired and you don't feel like it I'll give you an example. One of my goals before, I can't even tell you when, was to meet my water goal. And I'm thinking, okay, by 12, I wish I would have 500 milliliters more than I typically do. So moving forward, I decided, hey, how can I get some more, have about half a liter more in the morning to increase my water intake? So that way about 12 or 1, I'm at this point because I don't like to drink too much fluid too late because then at night I'm just going to have to go to the bathroom and I get so annoyed. I don't like, I don't know if you like to wake up at night, but I'm all about sleep. <laughs> so what I decided to do when I'm wake, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do while I'm cooking my breakfast is drink about half a gallon of water and nice and easy, hydrate my body. You know, you've been dehydrating basically all night, just not drinking anything. And that really helped me reach my goal. I didn't have to do a massive fix. Just drink some water while you're cooking. Nice and easy. Now, often the internet promotes quick fixes. And this can be very dangerous again. So let's go over an example. Um, let's say we're working with an individual who's diabetic and is looking to lose weight, which is definitely something very positive. 
Um, weight loss in itself has a lot of benefits for your whole body in general. It's, it's just absolutely amazing. But let's say this individual is diabetic and they read on the internet that intermittent fasting is, is, is super beneficial. So then they start inter practicing the intermittent fasting. What can happen with the blood sugars that that website possibly didn't even consider? And I'm sure the website didn't mention anything about blood sugars. Maybe if the individual Googled intermittent fasting for diabetics, maybe that would be a different answer. But let's say for most of the individuals who Google, it'll, they'll Google intermittent fasting period for weight loss not considering the, the diagnosis they have. Because remember, some individuals have more than one diagnosis. So this is just being nice and assuming they only have diabetes. So they're looking at the intermittent fasting, they're practicing and they're practicing, they're losing weight, they're losing weight, but then they start to feel really tired and fatigued. Then they check their blood sugars and they realize they start to do the, what I call the roller coaster effect. Roller coaster effect. If you're diabetic, it's very important that you're having consistent meals that have carbs with each meals, adequate protein, and you have fat also, all the macros, but different amounts, obviously. So ideally, no, intermittent fasting won't be the solution here because we have to control the blood sugars. You have to, when you go to a dietitian, nutrition coach, they take all of you, of who you are, what you have, the medications, your diagnosis, your habits, your sleep patterns, your, your anxiety patterns, your stress, and make a game plan for it. They take all of it. The Google search does not take all of it into consideration. Even if you Google two, three things at a time, most likely it's not going to, you're not going to find a perfect search that suits you. Again, especially if you're getting older and you have more than one, two, three chronic condition, it's going to be very difficult for you to find an article or anything that specifically fits for you. So you have to work with someone who understands the human body, period. You can't get away with it. Now, often I hear that individuals have gone through the deep, deep rabbit hole for years. And I know how that feels because I remember being in that rabbit hole of searching and searching and searching the internet, searching the internet. You can be there until you die. But remember, working with a dietitian nutrition coach can shorten your Google searches of five years, 10 years of struggles to let's say one year. Working with one year with a dietitian can clear all of that up for the future. Now, if you were to ask me 10, 15, 20 years ago, hey, Naria, are you, would you be down to work with a dietitian for a year and you don't have to go through all these years of confusion, Google search in school and all that? <laughs> I, heck yeah. Honestly, yes. I was just even talking to one of my clients. If I would have found a dietitian nutrition coach when I was younger, I, I, don't, I, I don't feel I would have become a dietitian. I probably would have been maybe a physical therapist or maybe gone into med school, something else. But nutrition was so big for me. I was so confused. And I knew that, hey, I'm eating every day. Like, I have to figure this out. No one's giving me answers. These nutritionists are confusing me more. The internet's throwing me into a loophole of diet cycles. I'm just going to have to figure this stuff out myself. So then here we are today. And honestly, my understanding now from then is totally different, which has changed my quality of life. But the good thing for you, you don't have to go through all of this confusion, Google searches, even going to school to become a dietitian. You can hire one. <laughs> good thing a lot of us have started our own private practices that were not dictated by what the insurance company says or what management says. 
we know what's best for you after we get to know you during the discovery call and we can make a game plan together. That's the one of the best things I could tell you that I love about having my business. I don't I don't have anyone saying you can't do this. You can't order these labs. You can't do that. You're spending too much time with them because I am the owner of my company. If I want to spend one hour with my client, we're going to spend an hour together. I don't have an insurance company saying you only have 10 minutes with the dietitian. You only have 20, 30 minutes. We can spend any time. My clients already know. Some calls may be a min- 15 minutes, some may be an hour. It's okay. These online resources don't provide that accountability. Remember, they tell you what to do and keep it going. <laughs> keep it going. We just need clicks here. We just need clicks here. Your dietitian, hiring a dietitian, you have that accountability. You have that follow-up. So when you're making these goals and you're trying different things and something's not working or you're confused or you're starting to feel different, maybe getting headaches, feeling fatigued, something's different, you follow up with your dietitian. You literally will have the answers when you talk to your dietitian versus going on another rabbit hole on the internet and saying, I changed this, why do I feel this way? Oh, then you find that answer and then you go into another rabbit hole of, oh, wait, here we go. Oh, wait, here we go. So then you're there for hours, next thing you know, it's three in the morning. (laughs) You should be sleeping at that time. You should be sleeping because remember, quality sleep is important. But that's a different podcast, which I've already done. If you haven't heard it, make sure to go back. And one of my biggest pet peeves about the internet, it promotes comparison, the comparison game. Ah, it says, Susie was able to do this. You can too. She looks like this. You should too. No, I shouldn't. (laughs) Susie is a whole different human being. I shouldn't compare myself to Susie. Good for Susie. I am proud of her and good for her for doing her healthcare journey, but I am on my own. It also promotes um, negativity of your own body. And it starts to think like, oh, you shouldn't look like this. This is how you should look. And it's not healthy. It's not healthy. So many of those things are just, those expectations are not realistic. They're not realistic. Healthy doesn't look like what the internet makes you think. Let me tell you that right now. If you were to go Google internet, well, what what is healthy versus working with a dietitian? I can tell you the answers are going to be very different. The journeys are going to be very different. The dietitian one will improve your quality of life. The internet will confuse you. Now, if after this video, you still continue to do the rabbit hole search, that is okay. Just know that you're probably going to be there for a while. But some tips, I encourage you to go to the .orgs and the .edus. And again, you can go to many free resources like Google Scholar. That's nice and easy. Get your advice from these sources. Avoid the .coms as much as possible. And if you go to a .com, read the person's credentials. Take the time to say, hey, are you a nutritionist? What does that mean? Do, do you even have your bachelor's degree? Do, what education do you have here? What experience do you have here? Look at their credentials. Make sure they know what they're talking about and you can trust them. Always do that. Do your research. Do your research. Many times, again, other people, no one's going to do it for you. If you're working with a dietitian, then good for you because trust me, that makes it a lot easier. But if you're not and you're doing this on your own, do your research of the research you're doing. Many times your primary care provider can refer you to the adequate professional, but if you're deciding not to go that route, and again, you're going in the rabbit hole, .orgs, .edu's, the um, 
the Google Scholar. Those are just the top ones that I like to recommend because they're nice and easy. Most people are on, on Google already. So just make sure you do the, the .orgs, eatright.org. They have a massive amount of free resources. Just go there and start there. And that's where you should get your information after when, when you want to grow and you need more guidance, seek for a dietitian. There's so many. I'm sure you can do Google, register a dietitian near me. And if you will pop up, then you have to do the next step of who specializes in what I want to work on and go on from there. Remember, friends, weight loss, health, wellness, all that good stuff. It should be considered a lifelong change. So when you're starting this journey or if you're already in it and you're learning or considering how to continue, think this is a lot lifelong change. What am I willing to do for the rest of my life? Start small, grow. Don't do it the other way around. <laughs> Don't do it the other way around. Be realistic for, with yourself. Seek guidance. There's so many registered dietitians and we all specialize in different places. If you find one and they don't specialize in what you're looking for, I'm pretty sure they can refer you. I've always been able to refer because there's so many dietitians that have their own businesses and it's just absolutely amazing to see. So friends, any questions, comment below, send me an email, narialamere.com. Until next time, bye friends.